the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. And now south to the land of the pines and thumb of my way in North Carolina. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. <laughs> and today we have a, a friend of mine from way back when, when I was in the, or when we were in the BNI days back in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, come across him on LinkedIn and he was just tearing it up. He was doing all kinds of good things. And, uh, and I tell you, and uh, his name is Sean Van Dyke. He's a construction business coach. And matter of fact, and he's also an international keynote speaker. And the guy is so good, he's authored two books, not one, but two. Uh, Profit First for Contractors and Paperwork Punch List. So he is doing some amazing things in the construction business and helping a lot of folks. So we want to welcome to Extreme Carolina Sean Van Dyke. Hey, Sean. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me, man. I just need you to follow me around and uh, just say that every time I walk into a room, or maybe you could be my do the introduction on my speeches. Man, that was that was fabulous. I was like, I'm I want to meet this guy. It didn't sound like me, but the way that you say it, man, that's awesome. It's awesome to be here, buddy. Oh, thank you, Sean. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on Extreme Carolina. And uh, I tell you what, let's dive right into it because we want to make sure we take advantage of your time now. We know by looking at your bio that you have been in construction business for well over 20 years since you got out of college. And uh, But during that time, you felt that there was something more that you could do, that you could bring to the table. And then you saw how you could become a coach. So let, let me ask you this. What made you think that you could become a construction business coach. Oh man, I wish I had a really good answer for that as if I was a smart guy and I figured some stuff out and I said, you know what, this will be a really great idea and a good business to go into, but I'm just, I wasn't that smart. Uh, but to, truthfully <laughs> to tell you that the answer to that was I'd been in construction and owned and operated several businesses through my career. And uh, back in Back in 2008, my wife was diagnosed with MS. Uh, that's multiple sclerosis. Mm. And we have five kids, um, by the way. Mm. And, and when that sort of thing happens in your life, then it really just adjusts the way that you look at the world and look at the future. And, and mm -hmm. so yep. when you're dealing with all of the things that come up with a, that come with a debilitating disease like that, then you just see the world a little bit differently. Then fast forward to 2013, or no, I guess this was uh, 2016. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a uh, COO, chief operating officer for a construction company, and I got to the point where I it just wasn't it, it just wasn't giving me what I needed for my family, and I decided, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to quit this job and I got to start something else, and I, because I needed okay. to be home and be available to help take care of my wife yep. and, 
and my kids a little bit more and having a quote unquote normal job. Uh, at the time <laughs> I thought, well, that's not gonna, uh, that's not going to be the best for my family. So with five kids and, and no, no idea for a business, really, uh, I quit my job and started this thinking, well, maybe I've been in and around the construction industry for 20 some years, owning and operating businesses. Maybe I can help some other right. business owners out. And so that's really, that's really where it started was, uh, was mm-hmm. just taking care of my family and getting focused on that. And then, as you know, when you, I don't know, when you get focused on the right thing at the right time, yep. And things mm-hmm. just start to open up. Uh, looking back, I, like I said, I wasn't smart enough to like say, hey, this is a great idea. I just knew that I didn't want to do the other thing that I was doing. And, um, and so I jumped in both feet and, and it's been, like we said before we started recording, it's been a roller coaster ride ever since. Oh, man. I tell you, you're so right, Sean, about that at the right place at the right time doing the thing. You were constantly swimming upstream, trying to get to where you wanted to be without, you know, without trying to do it, without forgetting your family, which a lot of times people work their butts off and don't, they don't think about the family. The family should be the reason you are working your butt off, you know, is to make sure to provide a better yeah, life. That's and, what I'm saying. I had it, I had it backwards. I, I thought that putting 50, 60 hours a week in at my job would eventually mm-hmm. provide the thing that I needed for my family. But I found the exact, the exact opposite to be true. Say if I focus yep. on my family first, then yeah, I will yes, perform sir. better at work, whatever that work was. And when I, mm-hmm. when I had that clarifying moment for me, that's when everything changed. I said, you know what? I've been trying this 50, 60 hours a week and being an executive and eventually trying to turn that into something better for my family. And when I turned around, I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do 40, 45 hours a week because I'm going to focus on my family mm-hmm. first. Everything changed. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, your priorities, they yep. got right. They can, when, when they get right, that's what happens. And then your focus and your passion, everything becomes a, a clear, you know, like there's a clarity Absolutely. about that. And uh, so, and I've I've spoken and interviewed tons of people, and I interviewed back a little while ago a uh, uh, a retired major uh, general, and uh, I tell you what, this lady was like top notch, and you know, and imagine being a major general in the United States Army, and with kids, (laughs) and not you know not just with kids, but a female. You talk about getting your priorities straight. She knew how to do it. And so, uh, but anyway, uh, Sean, we, we, we definitely, again, appreciate you sharing your personal ride with us like that. Now, I, I, I want to get back to this construction business coaching. And you said it happened for you about four years ago when the light came on and you started to see that. Now, when you started seeing how to do that, was there a time? And I know it's up and down, up and down. It's never, ever the same. Uh, at least the ride to success is not the same because there's a lot, a lot of failures that happens along the way. And if, could, could you tell us or share with us a time during that four years that you had a setback, a failure that could have derailed you on the way to building the Built to Build Academy? 
Uh, can you share a time with us like that that happened and you bounced back? Oh wow, yeah, I would I would say that it would it probably happened pretty early on when when I started working with clients and again mm-hmm. I, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into this, just a whole lot of sweat and uh, and effort, and I realized that uh, some of my early clients, which I still are friends now, and some of them I still work with, I realized that especially doing coaching, it's more than just helping people out or answering their questions. To be really Mm -hmm. good at it, people, and and they won't articulate this, and I had to learn this too, and that's why we built the Built to Build Academy, but people need a framework. You 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 can answer all of their questions, but without Without a mm-hmm. context to wrap it up in, without a path to follow, without a box to put it in, it's really hard for mm-hmm. us to learn. I mean, if it's just one fact after another, I have a question, here's an answer. I have another question, here's an answer. I've mm-hmm. got an issue, here's how you solve it. Then you really aren't right. serving people very well if you're just answering their questions. But if you can provide them with a the framework, give them some context yeah. to view any question. Otherwise, <laughs> you are just going to continue to be that coach. You're just going to continue to be that <laughs> consultant. And here's what yeah. I always say is it then it just turns into therapy. And I'm not a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist. <laughs> I want to be a coach. And, you know, you've had coaches. I've had coaches. Yeah. Everybody has an experience sure. with a coach where they look back and they said, my, you know, we use sports as an example. And I played rugby when I was in college. And yep. I, still, I still take lessons that I learned from my rugby coach and apply them to my life because I had nice. that context. Uh-huh. I had that framework. Now the framework of, you know, competing out on the field, but it's the same mm-hmm. way. And I'd say that early on in my career as, as a business coach, I didn't realize that. And I, I look back now right. and say, man, I could have served those people even better if I'd had that framework develop. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again... Here's Michael Borkman. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but that, that was probably one of the, when I realized, like, you know, you, you get a little bit of success and you think that you're pretty good and then you have somebody say, man, it would have been more helpful to have a framework. And then that light bulb goes on yep. and you're like, oh, man, you're right. Yeah. So I think that, that was a setback for me yeah, you know, mentally and emotionally to be like, oh, man, I've been doing this wrong. But uh, then it, it, again, it laser focus on building that framework and providing that for people. Nice. Man, that was a very good answer. I like that. Thank you very much. You know, which actually, Sean, leads us right into my next question. I'm going to switch gears on you, but it does still leads us into that. And the next question is real simple and real basic. And it's about reading because we like to talk about that on this show because Reading is a forgotten mm. art and people just don't do it no more. We got these phones. We got these real quick answer things, uh, these, these iPods and iPads and things of that nature. But we like to go back to the basics of reading. So we like to ask each guest that come on the show, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why can you? Absolutely. It is a book and it came out last year and I read it as soon as it came out. It's called Excellence Wins by Horst Schultz. Now, Horst Schultz is a German born um, 
I'll get the I'll get the name wrong. It he's a hotel guy, like he, yeah, yeah, he, hotel he, guy, uh, hospitality yeah. <laughs> executive or whatever. But he started yep. and founded the real uh, the Ritz Carlton. And when I read that book, and I read a lot of books, usually 50, 60 a year. Well, I shouldn't say read; I listen to them. I'm Ooh. I'm one of those audio guys. But uh, that okay. was hands down the best book that I have read, and I still go back to that book because if you think about how you run a worldwide global organization like the Ritz Carlton that has to, has to mm-hmm. deliver on a certain level of service. You, you cannot Amen. do that. <laughs> you cannot do that without having employees that are trained, that understand mission values. Mm-hmm. And he just goes into detail about how, how they develop the culture worldwide. Every employee, um, if you've ever been to a Ritz Carlton and had that level of service, it doesn't happen by chance. Mm-hmm. It happened on purpose no. <laughs> through training and through a lot of effort. And he just tells the story of how I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that grew up and said, I want to work as a doorman at a hotel. That's part of his story growing up in Germany. <laughs> um, right. Fascinating mm-hmm. book. Not only is it, is it a good textbook for customer service for anybody that's in business, but it's also just a, a great right. story about how to care for people. And how to uh, lead yes. them and inspire them to be better than mm-hmm. they think that that they could be. So, hands down, excellence wins by Horst Schultz. Awesome. We're going to put that in the show notes because that is a very, very good book. I actually know that one. I haven't had a chance to put my hands on it, but I heard another guy talking about it, and I respect this guy. And uh, and it was uh, Andy Stanley. Yeah. He was talking about it, and uh, he interviewed him as well. And the guy is just world class, and he knows how to teach it and train it. And you're right. And I'm gonna get that book. Yeah. I need to get it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I will put that in the show notes. And thank you for sharing with me. Now as we kind of cruise toward the end of the show. We still got a few minutes, but I, I got a couple more questions I need to get in. And one of them is this: We like to ask our. We, we like to keep it moving, but we like to switch it up, change gears. In this particular one is, Sean, what's the best advice you've ever, ever had in your life? Yeah, the, the, the best advice I've ever received was from my first business coach. Like I said, I wasn't smart enough to to come up with this idea on my own. But when I started this coaching business, <laughs> he told me, he said, yeah. Sean, what you have to understand, this is how you make money in, in doing what you're doing, is that your general basic knowledge is expert knowledge to everybody else. And for Mm -hmm. me, that was the moment that everything really accelerated because I was working on, well, how do I get all of my years of experience and and get it out there and talk about it? I said, no, you don't have to because because it's the basic stuff. It's what's basic to you. The foundational stuff for you is expert knowledge to everybody else. And there's a lot of value in that. He's like, that's what you focus on to start and grow your business. And you never move off from the basic stuff until you have to. And what I realized for me was that 20 years of experience. Yeah, I got a lot of expert knowledge uh, or I got a, I got a mm-hmm. lot of knowledge about the construction industry, but it's the basic knowledge that helps people the most, gets the biggest results. So for me, that's the best advice. I always go back to that. You know, I do a lot of writing and content creation and all of the other things that I'm involved in now. And even, and you understand this in speaking and presenting too, you can't get up on stage and start 
spouting out, you know, stories, and you gotta, you gotta make sure yeah. that people walk away with executable information. And so for me, that's the, that's still the best business advice I've ever, I've ever received. And I go back to that is that, uh, my, my basic knowledge of the construction mm-hmm. industry is expert knowledge to everybody else. And there's a lot of value there. Man. Fantastic. Man, another great answer. Again, I tell you what, the folks in Extreme Carolina listening land got to be enjoying this because this is good, good stuff right here. Matter of fact, that leads us into probably my last question, which is now you're also the founder of Built to Build Mm -hmm. Academy. And uh, you started that to help. Can you give a little bit of just a short little bit of background and content on what Built to Build Academy? Yeah, is so all the about? Built to Build Academy really focuses on creating confident construction business owners. The way we do that is through what we call on-demand training and business coaching programs. And w- when we work with contractors and other construction business owners, we hear this all the time when we're trying to solve the problems in their business and we're working through it and they say, you know, well, Sean, I didn't go to business school. So that's why I don't know these things. And I tell them I didn't go to business school either. And in fact, business school isn't (laughs) going to teach you how to run a construction company. And and so we just focus, like I said, on the basic fundamental things in the construction, in the construction industry as it relates to running a business. And my background, oh gosh, so many years ago when I graduated from college, I have a couple of degrees in engineering and that's my sort of specialty. That's where I camp out is on systems. I am a systems guy. Give me a spreadsheet full of numbers and I will, I will find the <laughs> pattern in the chaos. And so we founded the Built to Build Academy to provide a awesome. systematic way for construction business owners to grow their business profitably. A lot of business coaches out there focus on the top line. That's certainly important. But all mm-hmm. of the unsexy stuff yeah. happens down there at the bottom line. The only It doesn't matter how big your top line is. If you don't have a robust bottom line, the way that you develop a good bottom line is systems. Nice. And it's not sexy and it's not fun, but we break it down and make <laughs> and just system upon system and step by step. That's what the Built to Build Academy is all about. And we've designed it so that no matter how small or large your construction business is, you come into the academy and we have training programs that just walk you through. We, some people say step-by-step. Step, we like to say system-by-system. System. And we've got, like I said before, that framework yeah. that we've now developed. And we're having yeah. a great success with it and a lot of fun working with our clients. That is fantastic, Sean. I tell you what, man, we could definitely go on and on because you give outstanding answers. We really appreciate that. But we are up against the clock, and so we're going to have to shut this down. But uh, it sounds so good. Could we reach back out to you a little bit later on and find out how things are going down the road? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get back with you. And for right now, we're going to have to get ready to sign off because we want folks to definitely, if they want to catch up with you and find out more about you, it's real easy. You just go to www.seanvandyke.com. Dot com. Go to his website and you can find out a lot of the stuff that he said today, plus some other stuff. And so, uh, man, I tell you what, we're just out of time. I, we truly enjoyed it. This has been great. Now, uh, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to our listeners to bring you leaders 
and newsmakers that are passionate and purpose-driven, like Sean here, uh, that are that are really making a difference uh, by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. All right, here we go, folks. We got a positive quote of the week. That's a drum roll in the background. I know you can hear it. But anyway, here we go, and we're going to give you the quote of the week. It's simply this. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands. It's in moments of comfort, not in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. That one come from MLK. I've been a, that guy was great. He did a lot of good stuff. But we got to get out of here, Sean. Once again, thank you, brother. We appreciate you, man. God bless you and your family. You take care. We'll talk soon. And we are out. Peace.